0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus, Terry. Why are you looking at me like that?
1: No reason, yeah,
0: did you like, get too much sun today? Oh, I
1: think I did. I think I absolutely got too much sun i <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just... had
0: a had a big hit of of vitamin D today yeah,
1: probably a little bit too much I'm
0: realizing <laughs> she's, she, she, she's a girl of extremes she yeah. loves
1: <laughs> living on the edge, so I'm now chugging down a lots of water and and another coffee to
2: to keep to keep, to keep hyped
1: up
0: <laughs> to
2: keep to keep the wheels turning. Keep your
0: wheels turning. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> this is this is an interesting subject we're talking about, mm. and it's it's something that's really really important. Yeah, and it's really about getting on the same page with your um client. That's so right. It's, as a photographer, what are some of the questions you should ask your client? Yeah, because yeah, just to I mean, recently someone was describing to you as um, a an experience they had with their photographer where it was. They had a wedding shot mm-hmm. and when they got the photos back, they weren't overly...
1: They weren't what they expected?
0: Yes. Yeah, and so, so th- the
1: first thing that came to mind for me was like, so what sort of dialogue did they share with their photographer, photographer. beforehand?
0: Exactly. And that's that's the thing, I think. If you, if you, as a client, don't have that conversation with your photographer and as, as a photographer you don't have that conversation with your client, mm-hmm. you know, chances are... You may they may never hire you again. Mm-hmm. They may be unhappy, and they may actually say, "Don't use that person." Mm. I, I, I hate my photos. As a kind of a, I suppose, a consequence of that particular story that you told me mm. is that they they then went out and actually, after the fact, hired another photographer to reshoot mm. and recreate the mm. pictures that they wanted. Mm.
1: And it's it's you hear it happening quite a fair bit these days that that, that is the case, and it's usually. No offence to anyone out there, but it can potentially be caused from inexperienced photographers yep. being hired for jobs and not communicating effectively with their their clients or their couples or their families or their businesses that they're shooting for. And I think it's really important to ask a bucket load of questions to your client as well as them asking you lots of well, questions. Well, that,
0: that's the, that's the catalyst. Like Absolutely. Once, once you start asking questions, yeah, that will then typically then go, oh, well, what if you know, or this or that. Mm, that. And it
1: could also end up being that you can identify that you're actually not a good fit for that particular client. So if someone asked me to do highly posed images, if they wanted to do sets of images that that are not in my portfolio and are clearly not my style, I will suggest that they go with someone else and I will give them suggestions of someone so I will refer them to other photographers that are more in line with what they're wanting.
0: Because shooting like something, an event like a wedding Mm. and to do a lot of deliberate posed shots, Mm. it takes a long time. Like Mm. there's a lot of work, a lot Mm -hmm. of time Mm -hmm. that that quite often with wedding stuff, you do have a bit of a timeline because Mm. of receptions Mm. and other other things that are happening Mm. that you have to kind of, you have a window Mm. to to get your pictures.
1: Absolutely. So
0: you don't want to be on the day trying to work out what the couple actually wants. Yeah. You need to already know what, you're shooting and that way you've possibly already visualized and planned out some of those shots in your head so you actually know the types of shots that you want to you want to create
1: yeah so we can kind of forward think a little bit and think of types of photography of people that might be listening so we definitely have um some wedding photographers out there we could potentially have some family photographers we could potentially have some newborn photographers so Ideally, we could think about anyone that is shooting newborns. Questions you can ask them is, when would you like your session? What types of images do you want to see out of your results? Where would you like to have your session? Are you prepared to do an in-home session or are you happy to come to a studio if you have a studio location? So they're, they're kind of questions you can ask in the, the kind of lead up to the job. Yep. Or you can make it really clear on your website so you can direct people to like a set of FAQs where you're pre-answering those things or you're pre-giving them that information that you want to find out from them. So it can be in your contact form. You can ask them those questions. When are you getting married? Who have you hired? What types of images do you want? Do you want documentary? Do you want pose? Do you want yep. candid? You know, there's…
0: Is there a mixture?
1: exactly exactly do you have someone that can help me organize your family which is a really big one that we need to start asking as photographers especially when our timeline is very especially limited especially if it's,
0: if it's a large family like a large wedding where there's was a lot of people so absolutely and and there's lots of guests that they want included yes that you do need your wrangler so yes I'm gonna wrangle them all in and
1: oh absolutely and i don't think it's fair for your clients to assume that your second shooters are going to be able to handle that we don't know who everybody is and Auntie May is. is? No, and Uncle Uncle Fred that's gone down isn't to the bar an... when he shouldn't have isn't gone. There, isn't there always an Uncle Bob <laughs> at a wedding? He's usually the one with the camera
0: that's getting in your way. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yes, yes, yes. He's just got the, <laughs> he's just got the latest technology. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and you know, it's like also another thing you can ask your clients is when have you got particular things scheduled, if it is a wedding or an event, so how much time will we have to achieve the images that you want? Because I think it's very unrealistic if someone allocates you only half an hour between the ceremony and the reception and they want to have photographs in the city.
0: And And and, and the thing about it is, part of your role as a photographer is educating the clients. Mm. The clients only know what they know. Exactly. So you can't assume... That they know. Well, I thought you knew that it would take this long to do this and this and this and that. We they don't know. There's a half an hour travel here and a half an hour travel, which gives us yeah five minutes to actually shoot.
1: That's exactly right. They're not aware of those things. They go, oh, but
0: but Terry, there's an hour and fifteen minutes between leaving the the um, where the ceremony was to where we're going to the reception. Yeah, but yeah. They want to travel to the city and that, yeah, you know, like the the travel just blows it out Mm.
1: some of the things that i ask my clients when i meet with them is or potential clients is i ask them how they imagine looking at their wedding images what types of images do they want to look back on what are the most important things to capture during the day
0: do do you do you ask are they going to print them into an album and a wedding album yeah because obviously then you you're gonna you're gonna probably shoot some images that'll be the set set up a page like so mm-hmm. they, they kind of set the scene and then Yeah, lead
1: in. so we would potentially photograph something a little bit differently if we knew that there was a wedding album being produced afterwards we yeah. would definitely focus on a storyline or we'd focus on the details if they mentioned that they've got their great grandmother's ring or you know like it's really important for us to find out those little little things of importance from people like yeah. who who is attending that you may not get a chance to see again. Like, they're really big things, especially at the moment with this year's climate. It's yep. vital I, just, for us I'm, to find. Because I'm just
0: thinking, you know, like things like, say, they've indicated to you that they're, on the day they're going to be carrying or wearing their grandmother's mm. ring mm. As significance and she might have passed. So she's not there. So, so that's mm. the connection for her to the day. mm mm-hmm. And if you kind of know that that's going to happen, you might suggest something like, "Do you have a picture of your grandmother that you could hold with the mm. ring in your hand, so mm. I could actually take a photo mm. of so so to bring your, the grandmother more into that mm. story? Mm. But mm. that requires knowing asking them to bring that photo. That's right. And so then you could absolutely. make that be- make a beautiful shot.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah, like if you can think of things that could potentially enhance your images, absolutely. And so it, like you've done quite a bit of event work. Yes. So there's lots of questions that we need to ask our potential clients when those leads come in. How long are you requiring us for? What types of things do you want us to photograph and focus on in the event? How many speakers are going to be there? What is the lighting
0: like? Yep. And again, it's like it's, it's no different. Like you've you said, with the album, how they're going to use the images? Exactly. If the images are just going to live on an online gallery or something like that, and they're going to maybe print one or two hero shots to put on the wall or whatever,
2: mm.
0: then obviously the way you go about creating those images be different. Mm-hmm. Other than if they said, no, this wants to be, uh, we want to have like a coffee table book.
1: Yeah, and also you know you've got to think about things like copyright. Do they require the copyright exclusivity for those images? If so. You have to think about things like charging a little bit more for that because you're you're selling your content yep. that they can use however they want. Yep. They can make an income from those images. They can use them in marketing without your permission. They can change those images in any way, shape or form. So you need to really think about those types of things. Ask those questions back to them because it's really an interview process for the two of you.
0: And, the, and the, it's one of those things that I see quite often pops up in forums is is that people said, oh, my clients asked me for the raws, yeah, the raw files. Do yeah. I give? Do I hand them over? What do I do?
1: No, don't hand them over. But some people do.
0: Yes. And I, I think yeah. the thing is, but you have those conversations. Yeah. And I think the conversation is you make it very clear what you're going to deliver. Yeah. You know, you might say, I'm, I'm going to deliver you 150 edited, high quality, high res JPEG files mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of your day. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's what that's what you kind of strive to deliver.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, if, if the person says, "Oh, well, you know, I'd like the raw images. I'd like this." I mean, they're they're conversations that you got to have, I think, before. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it's more so about trying to get an understanding of what what the the couple want the the photos to evoke. Like, I mean, I heard you talk about a couple that they wanted their shots to be to show emotion. Mm. To have mm. that emotion, have that kind mm. of capture some of the chemistry between mm. the couple.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Not every photographer is gonna do that. They they're gonna assume that you just want happy snaps. Yes. So if that's something that's on your hit list, not only look for someone that can feel that brief, but ask, you know, it's it's important for us as photographers to ask those questions as well. Like what is it in your images that you really wanna wanna see? Do you want to see the connection between the two of you? Yes. Do you want to see yourself hanging out with Arnie Flo? Yep. There's so many things, and even little, you know, little things like why is that person important to you? It's really nice to know that backstory because it feels it it helps you create a connection and fill in the blanks. It's like yeah. and and yeah, there's so many other important questions that you need to ask.
0: Well, like I said, I think that's where the disappointment comes. Is it usually, like I said, and it can be like because you said. Early, like the photographer might be feeling new, mm. so the photographer hasn't shot a lot of that type of work, so they don't really—they're just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. And but I think it's better to have that so that everyone's on the same page, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. know exactly what you're delivering. And like I said, it's important for for clients. And if the, if the photographer they're talking to about capturing their special day,
2: yeah,
0: is not asking these types of questions, and maybe that photographer is not, yeah, the right photographer yeah. for you. Maybe you should. You know, yeah. I mean, everyone goes through a process when you when you do, you know, you purchase something or you look at something. You know, you ask questions. Yeah. You know, so you're presented with a number of items all do the same job. Yeah. At the end of the day, and but some might do it better. Yes. Or quicker. Yes. So and to you, time mightn't be of the essence. So if you buy yeah. a bread maker and this bread maker is a super fast bread maker that makes bread really really quick quicker yeah. than brand X yeah but you go you know i actually like the bread maker i like the smell of the bread baking so i don't really care if it takes three hours to bake a loaf or Mm. so that might be your consideration to purchasing that bread maker yeah yeah but someone else says "No, no i'm really time poor yeah i need the one that actually punches out the loaf of bread as quick as possible yeah exactly the same thing happens for for clients yeah they want there's certain things they want mm-hmm. or maybe things some things may be of more importance to them mm-hmm. than another mm-hmm. client. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've seen that heaps of times oh, in absolutely. your career. You? Absolutely. I mean, is there really two couples ever really the same? No,
1: never ever. And no two families are the same when they connect, no two events are the same. You know, a lot of the photographic assignments that we get we get hired for are very different. So I shoot some real estate from time to time, so I always ask What are the hero shots that you want to see in the advertisement? You know, is it the front of the house? Is it the back of the house? Like you've got 10 shots. Where would you like those 10 shots taken? Yes. So it's really important to have that really clear communication as well. And it's just making me also think of just those little questions that you can ask that make your job easier. Like, is there telephone reception where I'm going? Do you have a map if it's off the beaten track so that we don't get lost are we likely to run over time? You know, because you need to have those discussions about how much you're going to charge yourself out at for an extra hour. Yes, um, something that I hadn't really considered until I was talking to someone recently, and understanding your value as a photographer, I think, is really important for for having those conversations with people and having the confidence to believe in yourself. Yes, it's, yes. it's really important to to well, have that, that those comes, things. I think
0: that comes across when when you can convey that to the client. You know that you can come across as a professional that you you're ticking all the boxes mm-hmm. and you're knowing that you know I need to charge you this because of that
2: mm-hmm.
0: that you know there's a reason for everything. I mean it's not like you know I'm oh, I'm just pulled I just pulled a figure out of my hat
2: mm-hmm. that I'm
0: going to charge you, but mm-hmm. there's a, a reason why you're charging it because because mm-hmm. I've got to do this X, Y, and Z. Yeah, um, because you know this is what we're trying to achieve for you. Because at the end of the day, someone hires you to do a job. Yes. Right, and it's a bit like you wouldn't ring up a painter and go, "Oh, I know the house needs painting." Yeah, and you ring a painter up and go, "Can you come around and paint my house?" And they go, "Yeah, no problem. I can come next week." Oh, that's great. So they rock up next week and they paint your house, and you go, "But I didn't want it pink walls inside."
1: But did you specify that you didn't want pink? No, walls? I just said I wanted a pa- <laughs> I wanted the house a fresh
0: coat of paint.
1: So the painter has actually filled the brief. They He's painted given the house a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. And it's very similar to when people hire a photographer. A lot I mean, of that's people, an extreme
0: example. Yeah but, yeah,
1: but a lot of people are just price happy. Yes. You know, they just want something for a price.
0: Well, the other the other assumption is, is, and this is the biggest thing, and this again, it falls into the client knows what they know. That's it. Mm. Is that not all photographers are the same mm-hmm. and not all photographers deliver the same quality of work. That's right. So just assuming that a Someone who does weddings for fifteen hundred dollars is going to give the same type of images that someone charges mm-hmm. seven hundred, seven mm. thousand five hundred for a wedding. Mm. Is that they're going to be streets apart in the way they approach the job, the type of images they produce? That's right. I mean, they usually like people who charge more are, are really pulling on their experience. Mm. Like they can use their experience to create magical shots because they know they know how to do it. Yeah, it's not like they don't have to go and make it up. Yeah, they it's a bit like you know, a skilled cake maker. You can go to a cake maker and go, Oh, we've got this idea for a cake. Yeah, can you make a cake? And they'll go, Yep, I know how I know exactly how to do that cake for you. Yeah, and bake a cake and deliver it to you the way that you kind of, yeah, because they've got that skill set.
2: Yeah,
0: whereas you might get someone who's just started baking cakes and have not yeah. baked many and you oh, I want to have this type of cake. And they go, oh, okay, I'll try. But yeah. they don't really know how they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I've seen cakes that are on a lean because they've hired someone who doesn't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, and so sometimes like the cake the cake was okay during when it was made but then when it got warm, it all went skewed. Oh, I've
1: seen it happen. Because
0: you'll see what happens in a lot of those cakes in between the, the tiers they'll put a, drive a wooden – like a wooden yeah,
1: and not everybody knows that that's what yeah, they a, do,
0: and it goes right to the base. Yep. So the weight of the tier on top is not actually the cake's actually not yeah supported by the cake. That's right. It's, it's the four yeah timber skewers yep going through to the baseboard that actually are holding the weight. Yeah. So the thing's going to stay rigid in that. Does
1: that's that. right. That's right. And many people don't don't do that. And I've I've been to weddings where the cake has actually. It's on its way to falling Let over. The leading,
0: leading tower of pizza. That's
1: right. And people say to me, can you just Photoshop that? Ah. Can, uh, can,
0: can you use the straighten tool in, in yeah. Lightroom I'm
1: not even joking you. I've had that happen. I'm like, what, so that the cake maker can be, you know, can have these great photographs of a cake that didn't really look like that? Yes. False advertising. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> it.
0: But again, like I said, it's it's asking the right questions. Yeah. yeah. And, un- and getting that real understanding of what the client wants
1: yeah and i've you know it, it just actually makes me think of a few business branding photo shoots that i've had in the past where i haven't had the confidence to ask the right questions before the shoot and you get to the shoot and you're not on the same page you're clearly not on the same page yep. and it's it, what are you going to do it's actually quite embarrassing to say no i can't do that or i'm so sorry that's not what we, we discussed you can't say that because you didn't discuss anything no
0: you're there but one, one of the other techniques and i don't know if you if you've done this, but I think it it's worthwhile looking at is once a client approaches you, you can just say, oh, are you on social media?" Mm-hmm. and just look at their social media channels to get a bit of mm. an idea of what this person's about because that can tell you that can tell you oodles about a person. Mm.
1: And yep. you can also create some pre pre um, appointment questionnaires. Yes, which is a technique that I've implemented as a result of <laughs> many failures. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with getting it wrong a few times before you get it right.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's the thing, you know, the problem is of getting it wrong is when you continue to get it wrong. Exactly. If you, if you don't learn and put in some type of mechanism where you change your behavior or you change the way you do something so you, you get a different result. That's right. If you don't change anything and you just get the same result yeah. time and time again. Yeah. This year has
1: been a really good learner for that. Like I've had many instances where I'm like, okay, I need to strengthen my X, Y, and Z. I need to preempt X, Y, and Z. I need to be better. Yes. Not in a way that I was bad, but like let's strengthen those those points.
0: You can be good at everything you can be good, but there's always room to be better. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So like you get to a l you get to that level where you're good and mm-hmm. you can do most things, but then you strive to be better. Mm. The next you know mm. move to the next level. It's about always
1: learning, isn't it? It that's what keeps you kind of curious. Well and that, that's hungry why, for, that's why photographers
0: who have been shooting for a longer time charge more for a wedding mm. because you are drawing you are paying for that experience which and the value the value there is that you're getting arguably a better product at yeah. the end of the day because of their knowledge
1: but also you've got to you know just kind of segueing a little bit as well there is so many expenses involved in being a photographer I did mine the other day and I, I nearly died you yes. know because it's a, it's an activity that everybody should be doing every 12 months just revisiting what your expenses are to your break even point and what your break even point and mm. I, I I was devastated to say the least
0: yes well people there's so many hidden costs yeah you know even the costs of like your maintenance on your car your tires those type of things because you're running a lot of kilometers mm. up on your car mm. so most people don't have like a you know they might have a they don't have the luxury of having like a personal car and a work car yeah so you're pretty much like doing all these out driving all these kilometers for that's work, right and then you're getting these repair bills mm-hmm. but you're not directly associating it to your photography business that's
1: right and why wouldn't well like, you're, it's thinking, like...
0: But you're thinking about hang on a minute i you know i'll keep a log of when i drive my car How many kilometers I do for my own personal use Mm. and how many kilometers I do for my business use, Mm -hmm. then you start to understand now that, oh, geez, I actually spend quite a lot of money on my car Mm. because I do all these Mm -hmm. kilometers Mm -hmm. and I need to factor that and I need to recover that Mm. from my Mm. photography business.
1: I remember doing a little bit of like the, you know, the you started I started tracking my kilometers and i was charging myself out for a travel rate and then i realized that that travel rate was not covering my cost yes for my travel or the hours that i spend in my car so it's dead money i might as well just be giving money away to to whatever job i'm doing yes yep so it's it's you know they and it's just it's just crazy yes yep yeah so i think You know, once again, when it comes to asking those questions with your clients, you need to factor those things in, like factor your experience, factor your knowledge, and give them that education that they need and ask the questions. And if people
0: question your pricing, yes, you you can say, "Well, I've had to allow for this, and you you know what your costs are."
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. You know these
0: these are my costs. Unfortunately, they are what they are, and I can't I can't deviate from them.
2: Mm.
0: And like I said, and from the from the client's point of view, that if someone's giving you a really cheap price,
1: there's a reason for it.
0: Then maybe, you know, like I said, you know, not everyone. Not there's some people who don't, who don't buy the, the most expensive item. They don't buy the cheapest item. Yeah, they kind of go in the middle of the road because yeah. they feel like if I go too cheap, there might be something missing. Yeah, I don't want to get ripped off by going too high, so I'll go somewhere in the middle of the road. and, yeah. and hopefully I'm getting quality. And value for money. That's right. And those type of things. So yeah. I think, you know, people who value themselves as a, a business person
2: mm.
0: will be in that middle-of-the-road type thing because, let's face it, you can't really get to that really high level charging, you know, the 25000 to do a wedding until you're kind of, I don't know, one of these jet-setting celebrity <laughs> <laughs> photographers. would
1: be nice if I could charge that? It would cover a, a hefty... Yeah. A portion of my you I'll do
0: four weddings a year and I'm done.
1: Done. Oh, that would be lovely. It would cover my expenses. And then
0: she's in Morocco for the rest of the year.
1: Hello, Morocco. <laughs> drinking
0: drinking <laughs> pina coladas or some other cocktail. That would be
1: amazing. But like when when you actually get hired for a job, what types of questions do you ask your clients?
0: Particularly what the pitch is going to be used for. Yep. So, again, if they're going to be used for advertising. Mm-hmm. They're going to be shot in a particular way so there's a lot of considerations That's about. That's
1: right, uh, isn't it? Yeah.
0: About how they'll be shot, and the other thing too is like, obviously, too knowing where they're going to be used because you know sometimes you can inadvertently have something in the photo which conflicts with the client's core values mm-hmm. or 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 their their brand image. That's right. So you have to be really you have to do a bit of research. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting. I shot some um, shots for. I won't go into the full details of the of the client, but there's 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 a been an ongoing case of some people who came into Australia as boat people, mm-hmm. and they went into a community and they were really well liked in the community. And then they were taken out of the community, and they've been going through this really long process of mm-hmm. of trying to get you know the right to stay in Australia. Mm. A number of people actually were doing protests and doing stuff, and there was a whole lot of kind of media stuff happening and. I was actually hired as a still photographer to come in and yeah, wow, photograph that um, interaction with the media. Yeah, and yeah, so I said, well, what do you want? What are you trying to? What do you want out of these images? Yeah, and, and, and they had some ideas what they wanted. I said, that's fine, great. Now I know what I'm going to be. Yeah. How I'm going to be shooting these yeah. images and and trying to capture those and and trying to get myself in a position because it was shooting in amongst crowds of people. Yes and trying to work out where I needed to be. Yes. There's placards being held up, you yes. know, and trying to get the right types of shots. Yes. So, but knowing what they kind of, how they wanted to use the shots, that gave me a, you know, a kind yeah. of a starting point. Yeah. Because those types of assignments are really hard.
1: They can be, yeah. Because it's
0: it's photojournalism, really. Exactly. That's what it is. And
1: you can't create that space. No,
0: that's what I'm saying. And, and I'm not going to go in there and, and try and, manipulate the scene too much Mm. you know i mean if you start to i think you've got to be careful sometimes you know with with stuff like that that it can go pear-shaped if you start staging stuff Mm. then someone goes well but i saw you 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 had that person pretend to fall down
2: Mm.
0: get pushed over that was staged that can just do like this kill everything yeah so that's you've got right. to be you've got to be kind of mindful mindful and yeah something like i mean if i'm sometimes people will, will want product shots yeah and then you'll ask them what how they, what do what they want them for is it for yeah. the facebook Yeah. You know marketplace is it for gum tree what how are they using them yeah and what type of things you know how many how many views of the shot do you want to have like because right. yeah as you know some things the back view and the front view are totally different. Yeah. People want to see that. Yeah. So sometimes it'll be like, oh, I want to see like, you know, the back, the front yeah. and both sides and, yeah. an o- and an overhead or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, great questions to ask.
0: Yeah, just work out what they, because they might just think, they say, oh, look, I've got this, Terry, I've got this bottle of sparkling water and I need some photos because I'm going to market it on my, on my website. Yeah. And so you go, yeah, hey, I can't take a picture of a bottle of sparkling water and they go, oh, I thought you'd. Shake it up and take the cap off and make some <laughs> bubbles, catch some bubbles rising up because it's sparkling water. Yeah, you go. Well, you know, tell me, you didn't tell me that. Didn't tell me that.
1: But they're the questions that you need to ask so that you're on the same page and you deliver something that they're happy with the first time That's around. Right. Yeah, because exactly. you don't want to have to reshoot. You it You don't for have free. to reshoot.
0: And and some events like I mean, like I said that that how we started off this podcast, we were talking about you know a couple who had a wedding, had a, the wedding was shot. Mm. They got the photos back mm-hmm. and they were they were not happy with the results it didn't yeah. it didn't for them it, it didn't capture the day as they felt it that's right so they you know they were so strong in their conviction they hire another photographer and recreate and shoot a lot of their wedding scenes yeah that's a big thing yeah, that, yeah. That, i mean that's that tells you something straight away how important it was to that client to get the right types of shots. That's
1: exactly right. Exactly, it was right. extremely
0: important to yeah.
1: them. Yeah, and you hear it quite often where people have been unhappy with their results, and they they'll hire someone to do a portrait session or an anniversary shoot or the likes. But you don't get a do over. You don't get to do it again. No,
0: that's it. Not
1: the way that it was originally manifested. That's yep. yeah. it just doesn't happen.
0: It Doesn't happen. Yeah, Terry, been great chat. Yeah, and we just hope that people out there are asking clients all the questions to get find out exactly yeah. what they want and vice yeah. versa for the clients to ask your photographer yeah. tell your photographer exactly what you want what you're hoping to yeah. achieve yeah
1: yeah and if you, if you've got something that you can suggest to us because we all want to champion each other and we want to help each other grow and be the best type of photographer that they can be pop it in the comments we'd love to see it and hear like read it and yeah, exactly. get on board with it all right yeah. thanks terry as see always ya. Bye. bye
2: see you
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.